The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into the early line. We're live right here on SportsGrid on a Tuesday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, of course, joined by Donnie Wrightside. A lot to get to over the two hours. Of course, our Super Bowl is set. We'll continue to talk a lot about the big game, Super Bowl 57. DRS, how are you feeling? Feeling good today on a Tuesday. Again, just about two weeks out there for the Super Bowl. So we got plenty of build-up time to cover each and every angle we have to get to, but also remind ourselves that, hey, man, basketball is in full swing. Let's get after it. No doubt, not just the NBA, but, of course, college basketball. We yeah. talked about that a little bit on yesterday's show. We'll talk about it in uh, – uh, quite a bit here for today. We begin, though, with the latest around Super Bowl 57. The line right now steadying up a little bit. The Eagles a one-and-a-half point favorite. That, though, not consistent everywhere. The FanDuel Sportsbook has one of the lighter Eagle lines available. That 49-and-a-half staying true, DRS, pretty much anywhere you look. Yeah, I think we're going to get one of those little, you know, teeter-totters, so to speak, over the next week and a half. I'm not so sure Kansas City will ever swing to the favor, but I'm interested to see, Kevin, that 49 and a half. We get consistent 50s across the board once the public comes in. Who's looking at this game, Kevin, going, you know what? Stone cold under. Not really anybody. In a dome situation, we've got more and more player props starting to open up as well. Not a full menu, but enough for us to discuss some early numbers here, and we will do that around the quarterback position. We're also, of course, going to give you the latest around the teams that have been eliminated, including Brock Purdy. That was an Listen, it was tough to watch Brock Purdy out there not be allowed to throw the ball. Looks like there was a good reason for it. Suffered a torn UCL uh, obviously on the play by Hassan Reddick. The fact that this is who the Niners had to turn back to really speaks volumes to just how injured their quarterback room was. Yeah, this could get real interesting in the offseason too, Kevin, because the UCL usually means Tommy Johnson surgery. And if anybody's looking from a baseball perspective, that's like a full year at least, which would mean that would knock him out of the 2023 season. They're hoping for just a repair and get him back by training camp. But Kevin, that means all the OTAs. He can't throw the football. Hello, Trey Lance. Although, well, the last time we had a Niner with an offseason injury that said he wouldn't be able to throw the football, apparently the value's never been higher on that quarterback. So I don't know where things that maybe this is the best news of all time for Brock Purdy. We'll expand on that. We'll also expand on a big time hire for the Los Angeles chargers. The Cowboys fired Kellen Moore and immediately every single team that needed an offensive coordinator raced to hire Kellen Moore. The chargers won that race and paired the young signal caller with Justin Herbert. 
It's a perfect match. It really is. If you take a look at Dak Prescott pressing the football down the field, that's Kellen Moore. That's what we always wanted here for Justin Herbert. Let's see if it's a fit because right now it looks like a great one. It really, really does. And again, I'm still baffled. Some of the reaction I saw out of Dallas, people saying, finally, we move off of Kellen Moore. Nobody shared that sentiment around the NFL. Again, people beating down the door to try and bring this guy in. And the Chargers might uh, have just got themselves their man. Certainly, Brandon Staley does need the help. We also got some news around the NFL salary cap, DRS. A big boost here, which I know has a lot of potential free agents sitting with a big smile at the table. Salary cap taking a big bump here heading into the new year. Mo money, mo money, mo money, mo here because you're right about that. And also, I can't wait to kick off free agency because we're going to see some deals come in that go, what? Who is that? How much did he make? Get ready. That money is there. And that, that's just the Daniel Jones contract, people. The radio audience is here <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie, right side of the early line on Sirius XM channel 159 here. Thanks for all those who are out there watching and listening with us here early morning. To go over to the NBA, Luka Doncic played his first game in a little bit here. He didn't miss a beat. 53 points and a win over the Detroit Pistons. Just absolutely ridiculous. The last time we saw Luka, he scored zero because he was injured three minutes into a game against the Phoenix Suns. And on his return, he goes, and again, an outrageous 17 of 24 from the field. I believe, Donnie, he was 12 of 13 from two-point range. That was pretty impressive there. And also, I love the fact that he gets a post-game interview and is like, yeah, by the way, one of the assistant coaches on Detroit sideline was chirping me all game. Uh, it's always good to do that to a good basketball player. And then there's Luka Doncic who drops 53 after that and tells him about it the entire game. It's good stuff, man. Competitive. The amount of examples we have of all-time great players getting annoyed by a random person who should know better and then that person just continuing to pour it on that team Really, one of my favorite things about basketball. Like, Luca was like, I'm just going to score 25 tonight. First game back. I'll take it easy. Assistant coach starts chirping. Here's 53. Uh, Steph had himself a big night as well. The Golden State Warriors do the improbable. They win and cover on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder. 128-120 is your final score. Steph Curry, 38 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds. 8 made threes as well. Yeah, need more out of Shai Gilgis-Alexander here, Kevin. Only 31 points. Not going to get the job done. Wow. He needs to be at least around that 40-point range for them to have an honest chance in the game. But credit Golden State Warriors, you're right. Finally getting a win on the road, even if it was OKC. Uh, for Steph last night, he was also half of a nice odds boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Him and Kyrie each for three threes and 20-plus points. They took care of their business. College basketball last night offered up a lot of good results, but the big game, Texas and Baylor, the Longhorns, get a big win over the Baylor Bears, 76-71. There you go. Taking a look. Finally, a road team wins in the Big 12. Nope. Sorry about that. Texas home team, they win, and as well as Texas Tech. Don't go on the road. Don't yeah. go on the road in the Big 12 here, Kevin. Don't do it. Iowa State was up 23, blow that lead and lose in OT. We're going to the Super Bowl next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The early line look for Super Bowl 57. We've talked a little bit about this number yesterday, but to take the opportunity to look where we sit now and where we could possibly be moving, we begin on the side right now. The Eagles are a a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs. The money line for the Eagles is just minus 126. The Chiefs check in at a plus 108 price. For those that are unaware, the game opened up with the Chiefs as a favorite. Varying degrees, one and a half, two and a half points. And that number was quickly reversed around into Philadelphia's direction to now push them to the favorite status that which they have. And again, we said it yesterday. I have no idea how the Chiefs opened up as a favorite. Just completely mystifying to me, especially when you and I, Donnie, took the time last week before the games to lay out for people the Super Bowl look-ahead lines that had the Eagles as favorites over Cincinnati or Kansas City, depending on the potential matchups there. I didn't watch anything on Conference Championship Sunday that suggested, oh, wait a minute, the Chiefs should be favored here, closer to a field goal, in fact. Yet that's where the line opened up, and it's put the Eagles now as the significantly more bet side here early on as we are still now less than two weeks out from the Super Bowl. And rightfully so. When you come away from the two football games, Kevin, obviously we know they both won because they're going to play in the Super Bowl, but it also feeds back into those advanced lines, the look-ahead lines, both favored the Eagles, whether it be the Chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals, was coming up right around that minus one and a half to minus one range. So you figured that would be the opening line for the Super Bowl. And it was interesting to see Kansas City as the favorite because you're right. What was the takeaway from Sunday? Like, are the people actually saying, Well, the Eagles got such a big break with Brock Purdy going down where they blasted them by three-plus touchdowns. That was a net negative. They would have rather seen the Eagles win 14-13 with Brock Purdy in the game, and that would have been a sensational victory. So that doesn't make any sense. But also flipping it forward, Kevin, to the Kansas City-Cincinnati Bengals game, which was later that night. You know, it was great to see Patrick Mahomes out there being effective, but he's still banged up and injured. Kelsey going through that game, playing great, didn't look like the back affected him. But let's not forget, 
three wide receivers went down in that game for Kansas City, which is now a question mark for the Super Bowl. So one team got even more injured and had to basically play a game all the way through four quarters when the Philadelphia Eagles were pulling starters at the nine-minute mark of the fourth quarter. I can't see how you can look at that game and go, oh, you know what? Yeah, we don't really think the Eagles are that good. 69 points to 14 points in the two playoff games, heading in 100% healthy into the Super Bowl. It is kind of odd they opened up as a favorite. But as we said again, the betting market corrected that fairly quickly. They did, and it's a great point you lay out there. When it comes to health question marks, the Chiefs do have significantly more than the Eagles. Now, the Eagles are not without some questions, but they're, I think, easier to answer. Lane Johnson's battling through injury, but he's only going to get better as we get closer to kickoff, obviously, for the Eagles. Hurts might not be 100%, but... That's also hard to tell. He hasn't had to really do anything now for two games in a row. And as you've laid out, he legitimately was on his way to 300 yards and four passing touchdowns against the Giants without a moment's hesitation if that's what that game would have required. Outside of that, what exactly are you circling for the birds? I know Landon Dickerson got injured in the fourth quarter of that game. I guess we'll take a look there. But for the Chiefs, we're, of course, going to be looking at the Mahomes injury, his significantly fresher than that of Jalen Hurts or Elaine Johnson. Kelsey in the back, I think you're probably going to be okay with. Maybe you keep an eye on it. That's not as much of a concern. But Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, and then Nicole Hardman, all, yeah. being, uh, all having to leave that game early, it puts things in a difficult spot. It's why you do not have probably a full, full props menu right now looking in terms of receiver props like that, which then brings us to the side. I I'm glad it's in a dome, but it does rob me of the joy of getting to ask you what does the weather situation look like. We're sitting right now at a 49 and a half here. How do you see that number potentially moving as we get closer and closer to the game? It's 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 interesting that you bring that up too because it looks 49 and a half. It just seems light. It's Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid, and then against the Philadelphia Eagles. And as we've told the tale so many times with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, when the Eagles need to score or they're pressed a little bit, they run teams up the flagpole, easily getting into the high 20s, low 30s routinely. So if we're figuring that's going to be the case here with the Eagles, Patrick Mahomes, it almost is like saying, like, we don't really care who your defense is. If you press us, we can certainly get after it. And if you think the Eagles, who are the favorite, are going to win the football game, therefore the Chiefs being down in the fourth quarter, they're going to be pressing it to the max. But also, let's remember, we just talked about, Kevin, as you brought up, the three wide receivers that are down. Really good football players. Oh, yeah, you can really go through the mix here. That's massive because the Eagles have the best secondary in football. So if you're damaged at the wide receiver position like the Giants were, the Philadelphia Eagles laughed at that offense going, we don't even need all these cornerbacks here. But now that you have them, the matchup across the board, if you're down one or two of those, it makes the process easier by elimination because then you focus on the tight end, Travis Kelsey, at that point, and you can bracket coverage here and go, hey, Bradbury and Slay on the outside, just go one-on-one. -on -one. We'll put three guys on Kelsey and force you to beat us in that role here, and we'll see if that certainly affects it. But looking at that 49-and-a-half, I can't help believe that that's going to go a little bit higher, but also let's remember, I know you take a look at Kansas City's defense. That's a big-game defense here. They've shown the propensity to come up big in big games and rise to the occasion. And let's also remember as well, the Philadelphia Eagles, how do you neutralize Patrick Mahomes? You really can't do it. 
But how do you slow down that offense? An organic front four pass rush with an elite secondary. The Eagles have that. If the Eagles have constant pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and there's no reason to believe, Kevin, they're not going to do that, one of the best sack defenses in the history of the NFL, I think that's why we're hovering in the high 40s as opposed to that 52 and a half that we might be thinking that we might see. Yeah, it, there, there are some valid questions around the trust level, I think, in Kansas City. And, and pair this to the side as well. The Chiefs have spent the full season not being able to mostly cover numbers. They covered against Cincinnati. That's because the line dropped significantly due to the Patrick Mahomes injury. We talked a lot about the fact that would have been over a field goal, no questions about it, if Patrick Mahomes was fully healthy. Now, one could argue that he w- they would have maybe had a much better game if he was f- fully healthy, but... He threw for over 320 yards and two passing touchdowns. You know, let's, you know, kind of keep the, the expectations reasonable. And that pairs to the total as well. Cincinnati and the Chiefs are a pair of high-powered offenses. Now, sure, as somebody that had the over in that football game, I, I thought we had life at the back end. Let's tie this up. Field goal, field goal, 23-23. Somebody go win this 26-23. We'll walk it off and get over 48. But one, this is 49 and a half. Two, we didn't get there. We didn't get there last game. And the Eagles are, I mean, I think DRS by anybody's measure, a, a, a better, not just a better defense in the Bengals. This is the best defense the Chiefs will have played in a long time now. We're a, lo- we're a long ways away from what now Kansas City lit up the 49ers, no doubt about it. The Niners also turned the corner after that football game. Right? But that was months ago, Donnie. And again, this is the funny thing. I'm not hitting anybody with a who have the Chiefs played. I'm not silly. But this is the best team that the Chiefs will have played in a very long time on the defensive side of the rock. No, it's a pretty good point you bring up there, too. And again, Andy Reid is one of the best with preparation in the history of the NFL. He had said the bye week coming into the playoffs, and now the bye week before the Super Bowl. He's going to be able to scheme accordingly, even if he knows who his wide receivers will be and who they won't be come game day, as opposed to making those in-game adjustments where you lose three wide receivers that you figured that you had. It seemed like it turned out okay. They won the football game, and Kelsey was still able to get open. But I'm looking forward to this game on that matchup side because, again, this is the perfect scenario. This isn't a blitz-happy defense. They sit back, play coverage, and get great pass rush from the front four. I want to see how the Chiefs react to that. The dink and dunk might be there, but does Patrick Mahomes want to risk it and keep on throwing downfield? A lot for us to get involved with, including these quarterbacks. Super Bowl spotlight on the quarterback position is coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Take a look at the quarterback position going into Super Bowl 57. It certainly won't be the last time we do this, but there are a couple of early props that are out that I want to talk about. Before we do that, though, neither one of these quarterbacks come in at 100%. Hurts' injury was a while ago, but he's been very he's been very honest about that, and we know Mahomes is not 100%. I want to talk about a play that I just cannot shake from the AFC Championship game, Donnie, and I'm sure you remember it. The, there was a play where Patrick Mahomes had to scramble very, very hard to his left. Extended the play. Not break off for a run, but he's going to the boundary. Classic Mahomes fashion. Throws back somewhat across the body. Open MVS over the middle. Completes the first down. Not, nothing out of the ordinary for Patrick Mahomes. Except after that play... That ankle starts barking. He is hobbling back to the huddle, and you can tell that took a lot out of him. That's not something he can do play after play after play. And the reason I bring that up is the Cincinnati pass rush is not even on the same planet as the Philadelphia Eagles pass rush. Heard a stat yesterday. The Niners had 18 pass attempts. The Eagles pressured the quarterback on 13 of the 18 pass attempts. That is not even possible. That is not even possible. And by the way, the Niners' offensive line, better than the Chiefs' offensive line. I I cannot, and this is relevant to props. This is relevant to the side. This is relevant to the total. I wonder, in the same way Cincinnati's offensive line was the story of the game going into Buffalo— Cincinnati was fine, and a lot of people just dropped it. They were like, never mind. This clearly doesn't matter. And then it was a huge factor in the AFC Championship game. I wonder if the Mahomes ankle, all we could talk about, he answers questions in the AFC Championship game, people drop it from their mind to a degree, and then it's the middle of the second quarter, and we go, yeah, he, he's getting pummeled play after play. He, he has to get the football out in one second. He sat in shotgun every play, and Isaiah Pacheco just got his 13th carry because he is going, he's getting killed on a routine basis back there. Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly something to take a look forward to. But also, you have to remind yourselves, like, we are a bye week here. Now, even if he reactivated that ankle injury, Kevin, in that game on Sunday, he's got some extra days to heal. And Patrick Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. What I mean by that is not Lamar Jackson, not even on a Jalen Hurts level, obviously Justin Fields. But you're looking at a quarterback that manipulates the pocket, and when he buys time, and that play that you bring up, 
That is the signature Mahomes play. Let me buy an extra two to three seconds. I'm going to run full speed sideways and still able to contort my body and throw a laser beam 15 yards downfield for a completion where a guy might be double covered at that point. That's what he does. But you're right. If that's limited in any capacity, because again, what we watch, this isn't a seven-man blitz coming after Mahomes where he maneuvers out of the pocket and throws to a guy in one-on-one coverage. This could be just a standard four-man pass rush that collapses the outside of the pocket on both defensive ends and also has the defensive linemen, defensive tackles, in order to come upfield. This will be interesting to see the way they handle it also. We're going to talk about props in just a few minutes, what makes sense and what doesn't. I'm very interested to see because all you hear all the time is, hey, the Eagles have a great pass rush and a great secondary. Does that mean more running opportunities for teams? Because last week would have been a great test for that. Going, hey, you know what? Lost our quarterbacks here. Let's just line up in a double tight set and run the football against this quote-unquote team that can't handle the run. Didn't look like that was the case as Debo Samuel tried. Like, hey, just give me the football, guys. Yeah, good luck with that. Negative yards throughout the football game. We've seen it time and time again. Those are the matchups that I'm looking forward to. But I do think it's interesting to see if Mahomes can't make that play routine, Kevin. And I mean two to three times per quarter under a pass rush and he gets sacked. That's going to be a big difference in this football game. No doubt about it. Then let's talk a little bit about some of the Patrick Mahomes props that catch the attention. You and I are looking in a similar department of kind of where these numbers are and and where they could potentially be moving. The passing yards prop out right now for Patrick Mahomes is 284 and a half. This is a number that Mahomes has gone over in 12 games this season, playoffs included. So that would put him at 12 of 19, certainly a nice success rate. Quarterbacks versus the Eagles this season, yardage-wise. Dak Prescott, 347. Shout out to Dak. The next most yards, Kyler Murray, 250. Kirk Cousins threw for 221. Every other opposing quarterback was under 220 pass yards. Donnie, one quarterback has thrown for 285 on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this is Patrick Mahomes. This is obviously an an all-time great. Truly, everybody knows that. But this Eagles secondary allows so few passing yards per game for this number to basically be copy-paste what it was against Cincinnati, I I think that's a little interesting there. The Bengals have been getting thrown on heading into that football game against the Chiefs. We've just not seen it this year against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's hard to try to contemplate and say to yourself, I want Patrick Mahomes under passing prop numbers, but maybe this would be the game to do it. And again, I preface this by saying Mahomes is going to be much healthier than what we just saw him against the Cincinnati Bengals. And Andy Reid's got two weeks to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles defense. But Kevin, I'm going to ask you this question right now. Give me the date of Dak Prescott's yardage versus the Philadelphia Eagles. When was that? Ooh, hold on. I'll get you the exact date. It was in December though, right? There you go. That's, oh, yep, it, that's all I needed. That's all. Christmas? Hey, yep. Give me the yardage. What did he throw for? 347. All right. So then you, sometimes you could look at that and say, hey, man, that's a high-octane offense. They really got after it. Let's remind ourselves. How many times, Kevin, am I bringing up this point? The Eagles are healthy with the best secondary in football. Let's remind ourselves. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? I didn't play in that game. Avante Maddox early on, toe injury, out of the game, Josiah Scott in the slot. Yeah, opened up a lot of things for the Dallas Cowboys in that game. 
So now we're taking a look at this secondary, completely healthy, ready to lock it down. You know me, Kevin. You have to have the ability to change your thought process. In the NFL playoffs for myself, didn't have that many, very many bets. First weekend, Super Bowl Code weekend, love the Cowboys. You know I love to get beat the next weekend? The Cowboys. You know who beat the Cowboys? The 49ers. Love them to beat the Cowboys, and they did. You know I love the Philadelphia Eagles to beat? The 49ers. Matchups make sense here. And also, what did I love last week? Patrick Mahomes on one leg to throw for a lot of yards. Ended up throwing for over 300 yards easily, hitting a prop for me. But as I look in this game, I love the fact that you brought that statistic up because most people look and go, well, hey, the only high-octane offense you faced was the Dallas Cowboys, and they torched you. Look into that football game. You're down two of your better players that will be in this game. Full-go Philadelphia Eagles defense now versus Mahomes. I'm liking the under here for Mahomes for that passing prop. Uh, it's a good point. I think the other point is, to, to mention that Dak game there, the – Game had 74 points in it, which mm-hmm. that's that's up and down. That's how you get big yardage. Everybody's over their player props, and, and, and all of a sudden, that's kind of, it changes the tone. Now, again, Eagles Chiefs could be high scoring. These are both very, very talented offenses, no doubt about mm-hmm. it, but it does factor in. A number I know you're interested in seeing, it's not up just yet, though I think we have an idea of where it could open on the FanDuel Sportsbook, is Patrick Mahomes' pass attempts prop. What's the idea on that number for you? Again, it's very hard to try to line this up because I'm trying to do it from a handicapping level. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Haven't bet them yet because I want to believe that maybe there's going to be a buyback on the Kansas City Chiefs and you might get a better number. And who knows if that goes to a pick or a plus one. I don't think it'll get there, but I haven't bet the Eagles. But if I'm coming from that perspective, which means the Eagles should be leading in the fourth quarter if I think they're going to win. Not like, hey, you know, Chiefs dominate the first three quarters with the Eagles and a miraculous comeback in the fourth. That's not the way I line it up. But you look at the those Patrick Mahomes numbers, 284 and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Let's just say, Kevin, we have a number that comes in into the high 30s, 36 and a half, 37 and a half for the passing attempts for Patrick Mahomes. I just explained to you, like the Eagles are absolutely full go in the secondary. Andy Reid is a very smart football coach. There's no way he's in there scheming going, you know what? The best way to beat the Philadelphia Eagles is we're going to test out our quarterback's, you know, ankle injury against a nasty defensive line and a dominant secondary. I'm looking at more designed runs in this game for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to change their stripes here, Kevin, and go, hey, you know what? Uh, We're going to make it 50-50 on offense. Throw uh, 25 times, run 25 times, and see what happens. That's not going to happen. They're going to throw the football. That's what they do. But if they are a little bit more banged up at wide receiver, if Kelsey maybe has a back flare-up over the next week and a half here, he's still going to play, don't get me wrong, but still in the back of their minds. Patrick Mahomes with the ankle injury where maybe – You watch that game footage from the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the 49ers and go, hey, you know what? We can't leave our backup tight end on any one of these edge rushers. Let's go double tight end sets, which means more opportunities to run the football. If we're playing it out that way, I'm interested to see what the FanDuel Sportsbook is going to hang. Because if we get something around 39 and a half or 40 and a half for passing attempts, Kevin, I'm actually going to look the under on Mahomes on that spot. That's It'll be... A very tough number to know which direction they go with it. Mm-hmm. Very, very difficult for because yeah, Mahomes is obviously capable of throwing such big of such such big numbers. You you try and then start to say, well, what about in maybe games they've lost this year, right? If say you like the Eagles, they lost to Cincinnati, throws it twenty seven. They lose the Buffalo, he throws it forty times. They lose to the Colts, he throws it thirty five times. 
it's all right in that area, which it makes for, again, a very interesting number. And, of course, when that number comes up, we'll be able to break it down a lot more. We'll get to some of the Jalen Hurts props that are catching our attention early on and then talk about another piece of NFC East, AFC West news as Kellen Moore goes to the Los Angeles Chargers, all coming up right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Taking a look before we get to some of the headlines that we saw develop yesterday at Jalen Hurts numbers. Interestingly enough, the both of us are thinking about some Hurts touchdowns, but by different means. I'm curious about what to do with his passing touchdown number. I know you're looking at the anytime touchdown score for Jalen Hurts, a ticket you cashed on Sunday. Yes, and let's take a look at Jalen Hurts because obviously he is the go in the Eagles' offense. When they get inside the five-yard line, there's a legitimate chance he's going to score. And even last week, when it looked bleak, when I had a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown prop, they ran him from the three-yard line right into the teeth of the defense twice and pushed Mm -hmm. him into the end zone. So if they're within the three-yard line against the Kansas City Chiefs, they will push him into the end zone again, and I love that. Now, also, I just want to hit a quick point here, Kevin, on what we were talking about in the last segment because it's phenomenal. We're going to have a great prop Super Bowl because there's so many different angles to look at. I was talking about the Patrick Mahomes passing props, right, Kevin? Let's just see where his attempts come in, high 30s. I do think it's going to be an under because you know what also from the mirror, which I didn't get a chance to fit in there, is the Eagles' offense, Kevin. We know the propensity. When they get up seven points in a football game, they go, watch this drive. 14 plays, 75 yards, seven and a half minutes (laughs) off the clock, which feeds right into, I know Mahomes wants to pass. He is going to pass. But, Kevin, how many opportunities will we have? Because the Eagles are not a three-and-out offense where you're going to get the football back in 42 seconds. Just wanted to add that piece in there as well. Yeah, the Hurts... And the Eagles, the thing is, you get the ball to two-yard line. Now, it all depends on the player. If you bet Derrick Henry's anytime touchdown score on the balls of the two-yard line, you go, ha, ha, ha. all right, I'm going to make my money right here, right? The Niners, Christian McCaffrey, ball to two-yard line. This is where I make my money. You have a Miles Sanders anytime touchdown score, you're like, God dang it. 
Why couldn't he got tackled at the six? That's not that's not Miles Sanders territory. Maybe Boston Scott. That's where Jalen Hurts goes in and finds himself in the back of the end zone. The Hurts passing touchdown number is something that I'm going to struggle with. Maybe I don't get to the window on either direction. But picking on the Chiefs secondary was my favorite thing to do. They gave up one and a half passing touchdowns every single game. Over their first 14 games, Donnie, the quarterbacks that they held under one and a half passing touchdowns were Malik Willis and Bryce Perkins. That does not even count. That's that, those are, are those the two worst quarterbacks we saw start games this year? Bryce Perkins and Malik Willis? Well, now, all of a sudden, the Chiefs haven't allowed multiple passing touchdowns in five consecutive games, and that includes one to Trevor Lawrence and one to Joe Burrow in the postseason. A hurt, funny enough, I know I mentioned you, you bet Hurts' rushing touchdown last week. I think the Hurts prop you bet on the most this year is over one and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah. Maybe you have a good feel for this number, but after becoming the, the Chiefs, by the way, give the most passing touchdowns in football this season, all of a sudden now nobody's throwing touchdowns on them anymore. It's it's a good point you bring up, too, because let's try to analyze. Aren't we waiting, Kevin, for the Philadelphia Eagles? And the reason I bring that up is you saw two straight games where they mauled their opponent, and the Eagles went into, we're the best running football team in the NFL. Watch us just beat you into submission, and you saw the 49ers handle that. The reason that the 49ers couldn't come back in that game is because the Philadelphia Eagles just took the football and shoved it down the throat for multiple drives, which included fights breaking out, because when a bully gets beat down that bad, that's their only option after the whistle. But if we're looking at the Eagles, like we're waiting, A.J. Brown, we're waiting on this game, right? We're used to That's a 1,500-yard wide receiver that hasn't broken out yet. We're waiting on Devontae Smith getting deep. We're waiting on Dallas Goddard over the middle, which means we're waiting on the game where Jalen Hurts goes, you know what? I can really take advantage of that defense. Let's work here. But the Eagles have been so dominant on the ground, Kevin. You're right. It's almost as if when the Eagles enter the red zone now, you go, all right, fast forward, three plays, three running plays. They're in the end zone. Just a matter of if it's going to be Jalen Hurts or one of their six running backs that seems to be able to carry the football into the end zone. But I am waiting here on those fade routes. I'm waiting on dropping back the pass and having five seconds to look over the end zone and find Dallas Goddard wide open here. That's what I'm waiting on in this game. And I see Jalen Hurts at a one-and-a-half price point here for over passing touchdowns at minus 112. And I want to take it. I took it last week because we figured the way to attack the San Francisco 49 was through the air. Well, maybe it would have been if San Francisco had any any offensive chance to even stick around. But once you saw those quarterbacks go down, you knew they weren't really throwing the football all that much just for those they took up deep shots down the field, don't get me wrong, but they were more of those safe plays like, hey, it's not going to get intercepted, and even if it does, it's 45 yards down the field. But this one, I feel like Jalen Hurts is going to have much more of an opportunity to throw touchdown passes against this young secondary of Kansas City. I like to look for over one and a half because, again, Kevin, we're waiting on that Eagles game where they drop 35 points and it's a balanced attack. Three rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, yeah. two rushing touchdowns, one of those. What we're really waiting on is Jalen Hurts to to be allowed to throw the football in the fourth quarter of a game. <laughs> yeah. Now, at exactly. honest, no complaints though. I'm good. Actually, no. don't need to see yeah. it. We'll be we'll be all right. <laughs> Just keep uh, running through teams here. Let's get to some of the news we got yesterday. Again, mm -hmm. a a a very surprising story, completely doubled up by one of the most surprise a, a reaction I never I never never envisioned. Dallas Cowboys mutually part ways with Kellen Moore. When the rumors around that be started, I, I truly was like, what am I reading? What is going on here? Is, is, was there a, 
a, a backdoor fight that like we don't know about? Is this going to get leaked to the to, to the press here? Like, the, I was actually pretty upset that the Dallas Cowboys were going to somehow retain both of their coordinators once again after it seemed like both guys could be set for head coaching opportunities. So they mutually part ways, and of course, I go, what a gift to the NFC East. Cowboys fans run to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, that's all good and fun. I, I, I'm, trust me, I'm not mad about that. I'm just stunned here, Donnie, that there are Cowboys fans that see this Kellen Moore news. Mike McCarthy's going to be their play caller next year and are happy about it. And pretty good evidence that the Kellen Moore news shocked more people than it didn't. The race to hire this guy was un- was unbelievable. I mean, how Lou Anamaromo kept undressing these top-level quarterbacks, and finally the Cardinals like, you know what? We'll bring you in for a little head, head coaching interview there. The Bengals' defensive coordinator there. Kellen, they could not bring Kellen Moore in fast enough. The Los Angeles Chargers, it, it just to me, before we even talk about the impact that this will have for the Chargers, I still cannot believe the Cowboys made the decision to part ways with Kellen Moore. When you looked at the Dallas Cowboys, the last two things I thought of, which were the reason for them not advancing to an NFC Championship game or contending for a Super Bowl, were Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. Everything else was on the table, including your head coach and your personnel for the main part. Maybe this team would have been a little bit different if he kept Amari Cooper, didn't move on, got James Washington, who didn't work out, and thought Michael Gallup would miraculously recover from a knee injury. He was invisible the entire season. But look at the four years that Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator, his offense, Kevin, in Dallas. Number two in points per game. Number two in yards per game. Fourth in third down conversion percentage. That was your issue where you wanted to remove half of your coaching staff, keep the defensive coordinator, Mike McCarthy, go, yeah. The issue was our offensive coordinator wasn't getting the job done. Let me take control of this. It's hilarious. And again, you're right about it because fans will stick up for the team for the most part, right? But when you know a move is kind of auspicious, right, where you say like, you know, I don't know if that's the right move here. If Kellen Moore had to go on 16 interviews to get himself another offensive coordinator job or goes, hey, you know what, I'm going to go to USC here and uh, go back to the college game, and then maybe I can reappear as a head coach in college or make my way back to the NFL. You're right. Five minutes later, teams kick the door in and probably will get fined millions of dollars for probably avoiding the Rooney rule because of how bad they wanted Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. It's a perfect fit out there for the Chargers. But Dallas, I can't wait to watch the fallout where you line up in that old school Packers offense from 2012 with two fullbacks and a tailback lined up behind the two fullbacks as if that's the offense of the future you've been waiting for. Get ready. Again, I don't – when people say, hey, what was wrong for Dallas this year? Again, Amari Cooper being gone, obviously not great. Ezekiel Elliott looking – for a while it was, hey, Pollard's better than Zeke. Now it has nothing to do with Pollard. Zeke looks very washed. Not great. Dak was the most turnover-prone quarterback in football. That is what it comes down to. Dak Prescott had the had tied for the league's interception lead despite the fact that he only played 12 games. And then he went on, threw no picks against Tampa Bay, and everybody knew he was getting picked off against the Niners. He threw two of them. That's what it comes down to. 
Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions one year. Absolutely insane. I still can't believe that's a real <laughs> thing. Okay, shout out Jameis Winston. Dak Prescott was on pace, Donnie, to throw 20, 21 interceptions. Nobody's thrown 20-plus picks since that Jameis year. That's, it's not a common thing that guys throw 20 picks. That's where Dak was headed. He just didn't have enough games. That's all Kellen Moore's fault? Stop this. That's crazy talk. That is so bizarre to think that. And Don, are, even if, and, then, and, and this is again where I, I, I am, there, Cowboys fans have to be realizing this. Even if you think Kellen Moore's bad, there's no way you think Mike McCarthy being your offensive coordinator is better. Mike McCarthy can't handle in-game decisions, and that's the only thing he's responsible for. Now he's responsible for play calling and in-game decisions? Yeah, what, what is, they better call that guy that Denver hired in like week four to basically be the head coach of the Broncos because Nate Hackett didn't know what was going on, and they better go hire somebody to basically make all the in-game decisions for Mike McCarthy. The, I don't, I don't know any argument that will suggest the Cowboys did not get worse at offensive coordinator this offseason. They didn't bring in a new, you know, elevate somebody, call Cliff Kingsbury, some up-and-comer, a quarterback's coach, somebody. It's Mike McCarthy, Donnie, that is their offensive coordinator now. Yeah, it, it's it, and also you say to yourself, well, hey, in the previous couple of years, Kellmore had a lot of offensive talent to deal with. Anybody would have done that job. All right, I'll buy that argument for a second. But what happened when Cooper Rush would come into the football game? Did they look like an inept offense? They couldn't perform. My God, this guy, because that's what the challenge we make is like when the floor loses, you know, Aaron Rodgers and he sends out Jordan Love, like, man, this mm -hmm. team can't even score a touchdown. What's the deal? Or obviously, it's all Aaron Rodgers and not the coordinator. The ability for a coordinator to go to Cooper Rush, and we're not talking about a high-level backup quarterback where everybody goes, Psh, hey, Cooper Rush could be a starter anywhere. Dak's lucky to even have a job. No, he's the backup quarterback for a reason. They were effective on offense and winning football games. Isn't that the sign of a coordinator that knows how to maximize his talent and get the most out of his players? The numbers speak for themselves. The offense wasn't the issue. And also, you can't even play this off as going, hey, by the way, you see the Kansas City, how they run it. Andy Reid calls it, you know, says, all right, we're going to run play 12. The enemy relays the play in. You fire the enemy because he's the fault at offensive coordinator when it wasn't his offense. This is Kellen Moore's offense. This has nothing to do with Mike McCarthy. Like Mike McCarthy is stepping back in going, okay, it's always been my offense. It's my plays. I just have okay. to call him now. That's not the case. You have a brand new offense coming to Dallas next year on a team over the last four years had a top five offense every single year. But that's the issue. I love it. Hate to see it, Dallas Cowboys. Hate to see it. Mike McCarthy got the job because he's like, yeah, man, I've been studying at Pro Football Focus. In his first press conference, That's he's great. like, yeah, well, we're yeah. going to have to run the heck out of the football. We were like, huh? Ugh. Wait a minute. Now, wh now, where do now wh what, do you, what do you mean you have to run the heck out? That's not, that's not what. Good luck. I tell you, Zeke's getting a pay raise this offseason. Yeah. Zeke's going to get a pay raise because all of a sudden now Dak Mike McCarthy's going to be absolutely pumped to hand the football off to him. We had a quick break. We're going to talk a little bit about Brock Purdy and his injury before we close out hour one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Some unfortunate news for Brock Purdy. Suffers a UCL tear on that uh, play that really again knocks him out of the NFC Championship game. He did come back in. He threw one or two screen passes, but clearly compromised. And, and now we know why and where this is now. What a cursed season for the San Francisco 49ers. I, I can never remember this. Three quarterbacks. Just, you know, say if it was week, you know, 13, whatever. Three quarterbacks, DRS, with season-ending injuries in Purdy, Jimmy G, and Trey Lance. And now we go into the offseason. Trey Lance, I think, would be the favorite to be the week one starter now, all of a sudden for the San Francisco 49ers? That's what it looks like, because how many times do you see, like, let's just say, again, Brock Purdy finishes that game, the Eagles win 27 to 20, whatever the score would be. Brock Purdy's entrenched in the offseason as the expected starter. Now, granted, you're just not going to hand it over to a young kid, and Trey Lance would be in the mix, but now it looks like it's almost flipped back on, well, I have one quarterback healthy for OTAs that's going to get every single measure and chance to win this job, and then we might get Purdy back by the time we actually have camp in the summer. That's devastating for the 49ers, Kevin. It really is. And we'll we'll see the full timeline for yeah. Purdy as things develop. But do you think this makes it more likely the Niners open their mind to pursuing a big-name quarterback, a Tom Brady, a Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers? I'm telling you right now, look at, let, let's just say your salary cap's going up. So let's use that to our advantage. You don't have a ton of draft capital because you gave away some of that Trey Lance that is still lingering around. But you're telling me that offense, if you pop Derek Carr in there, is not going to be as good as it was with Brock Purdy or can't be better. You drop Aaron Rodgers in there. And also coming around to the idea that if Tom Brady can stand up in the pocket, he can actually make the ball move for the 49ers. I got to tell you right now, I'm open more than ever to a veteran coming in there, and the Niners will be devastating on offense. I mean, they're devastating now. It's about how high can yeah. they go. It'll be interesting to yeah. see what they look to do. Big night in the NBA last night. That's where we begin hour number two. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.